0: Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers
1: in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome to episode six of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. This is the last episode of 2019 and I'm so glad to have you here. Earlier this year in 2019, I was able to attend a party in downtown Houston, Texas. I didn't know much about the event, I just knew there were free food and drinks, so you knew I was there. I arrived and the doors hadn't opened, but a cool group of young, trendy, black millennials were lined up at the door. I filed suit not really knowing what I was there for, but hmm, good time it seemed. When the doors opened, I was greeted to a host of flowing drinks, great conversation, and an atmosphere that really just clicked. It was kind of like something I had never really felt in Houston. It felt like a, a, a vibe, for lack of a better word. So centerpiece in the middle of the room, I realized what we're there for. The debut collection of Joan Atelier from designer Vicky Adebola. To say I was blown away by the presentation would be a severe understatement. It was a very classy and simple, minimalistic presentation. Four pieces four extremely personal stories about how she crafted and made the pieces and um, they would go on sale the the night of the show. I was like exuding happiness just to see like a young, vibrant black woman taking what was her God-given right to express herself and doing it on the largest of scales. I had to get Vicky on the show. I just had to. And when you hear the interview, you'll know why. Vicky is as strong-willed as the statements behind her clothing pieces. And in the interview, we discussed the launching of her brand, we went deep on um, self-doubt. And she tells me the process of how you can manufacture clothes in Nigeria, if you were looking to start a brand yourself. So without further ado, I bring to you Vicky Adobola.
0: Um, well, I am, I'm actually a Nigerian. Um, I was born and raised in Ohio. Um, and just through school and like career, I moved around. So I actually ended up in New York. Um, th- those were one of my longer stints of the cities that I've lived in. So I was in New York for about six years. Um, and I went to FIT Um and studied international trade and marketing for the fashion industry. And that's where I really was learning like the behind-the-scenes business of the fashion industry and how to start my own line. So that was my whole point in moving there, was so that I could learn kind of like that stuff that I would need when it came time to launch my own brand. Um, and then I migrated here um, to Houston, just because in order to make it a reality, I had to be able to have, more capital and in new york that's not it's
1: not one of the best cities financially to
0: savings to save so (laughs) i had to i had to make a change in order to be able to you know bring this to reality
1: that's just oh that's so cool all right so you started in ohio you're you have roots in nigeria um and and you launch joan atelier uh, now I noticed Joan is, an, is, is spelled like with an acronym, J-O-A-N. Yes. What, what, what does that represent? What does that mean?
0: Um, so they're actually different, basically just different adjectives that describe um, the woman that would wear my clothing, basically. So it's jaunty, optimistic, audacious, and natural. Oh. Yes. So okay. that's what it means. So it's just like there's a bold part of her. There's the fashionable part. She has a positive outlook on life and she embraces like her natural qualities, physical and, and internal as well. So that's like the, the target and also the people, the storytelling is, that's the storytelling that, that I, um, what's the word I want to use, that I'm, I guess, targeting. Mm-hmm. Targeting that audience um, who identifies and can relate to to those words, basically.
1: Okay, so you launched the brand with um, what, what's the, what's the term in in marketing? They say what a what a uh, they they say like when you when you write copy or when you do any form of like marketing, you're supposed to come up with like an avatar. So you design with an avatar in mind, like a singular person that you're talking.
0: Yeah, to. Kinda, kinda, yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of sounds like like Joan
1: is like your avatar, and yeah, you kind of made, essentially. yeah, essentially. So I mean, it, it's connected. I, I, do you see a woman on the street, and you're like, she needs to be in my clothes, or or what? What? What made you be like, I have to make this clothing line for for? People? Um.
0: Well, actually. To be honest, the clothing line was kind of for me. <laughs> it started out <laughs> that way because um, I felt like I like um, I like a lot of statement pieces um, or just different kind of eccentric-looking pieces. But most of the time, the designers that create pieces like that that I gravitate towards are usually high-end designers that I cannot afford. So mm. I wanted to be able to find that kind of stuff with – but have it be an affordable price. So I don't want to necessarily be wearing the I, didn't, I don't like looking like everybody else, you know, so um, I love places like Zara and Forever 21 and that kind of thing. But of course, there's a higher chance of you showing up to a party wearing the same thing as somebody
1: else. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I, I just, so I was just trying to find like more unique pieces that didn't cost $1,000. So that's why I wanted to create this line is for people like me who do want to some more different kind of statement pieces or just look different or wear something that fits their personality, but don't want, they don't want to have to spend, you know, $2,000 on a jacket.
1: I, I love that mindset. Like you're making what you want to see. Instead yes. of just complaining and being like, There's exactly. no brands out here. Why does Gucci have to be so goddamn expensive? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, why am I not rich? You know, like, yes. Instead of just doing that, you're like, I'll make my own. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. I okay. want to take it back to like childhood. Oh, as no. a child, were you always <laughs> as a child, were you always drawn to like art and design?
0: Um, I think as a child I was I was drawn to anything creative really um, so I remember um, I remember f- like um I-, I played with dolls I'd say but not so much I liked more of like creative I remember there's this like I don't even know what it was called there was this little um, almost like a stencil kind of kit thing that my parents would get me for Christmas um, so it's just like doodling and drawing so I like to do that. Um, I remember telling my parents that I wanted to act. So they put me in theater for 12 seconds, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I love music. I was a dancer for a long time. So I was always in something like creative. And then as I got into high school, that's when I actually started like dabbling in sewing and trying to create little things. So I started sewing, um, I remember there's this little purse that I, that I sew just like out of cloth or whatever. So it just started with things like that. And then I gradually just kind of did it a little bit more and dabbled in it a little bit more. Um, but clothes was something that I always like. I just love, like, dressing up. I remember as a kid, <laughs> I would change, like, two or three times a day. And my sister would always tell this story, like, Vicky, stop changing. Like, I would go outside and play and come back in, and I'll change to something. And I remember my aunt got me this, like, really pretty, like, elaborate dress with tulle and glitter and i wore it to go outside and play <laughs> and my sister was trying to stop me so i just remember stuff like that and always being drawn to clothes or just creative things um, as a child
1: wow so it's always clothing is always just part of your fabric part of your dna yeah huh? yeah oh mm-hmm. that's so cool that's so cool So, um, from what I understand, you're Nigerian-American or you're like American-born designer, Mm -hmm. trained in New York. How do you think um, that's influenced your style? Do you think um, one side comes through in your designs than the other? Or is it like a balance? Hmm, That's a good question.
0: Um, I would say that um, I guess my, I think each side brings something different um so um being nigerian we make a lot of our clothes like whether it's for a wedding or a party or whatever so that gives me the chance to just like um it gave me the chance to be able to sketch maybe earlier on than maybe someone else um like this is what i want it to look like or just kind of use my imagination and how i can make it look different or you know a different kind of silhouette than what i'm used to seeing um and then the and, and also being able to, I think, the that part of me just being Nigerian, I'm not afraid of prints and color um, mm. because that's what a, a lot of our clothing involves. Um, and then, as far as like just my time in New York, um, I, there's a lot of inspiration that you can find in New York. Um, so, I just remember experiencing just like a lot of new things um, and seeing new things or seeing new ways of wearing things. I think that was one of the best things about living in New York is just riding the subway and seeing someone get on. You're like, Oh, I never thought about wearing that jacket like that or wearing my socks like that. So then it kind of just triggers different things in my head. So when I'm creating, I think it, it allows me to see things in different ways. So, um, I think both sides just bring something different and I don't know if one really overrides the other. I think they just work well together.
1: I love that. (laughs) So, uh, I, I, I do. I love it. Um, I, what's the inception of your brand like how did it start
0: um well it started with me I mean besides basically um me wanting to see something different um
1: Mm -hmm. i know we touched on that a little bit
0: um you
1: know like uh
0: yeah so basically wanting to see something different um do you mean kind of like um
1: like, when did you say, you know what? I'm going to launch my brand. I'm going to build a website. I'm going to sell online. Oh, gotcha. It's not, Got I'm you. not just going to be making pieces for me. And, you know, I'm not going to uh, be stunting I on see. people. <laughs> and they're going to ask me, where did you get that? And I'm like, oh, you can't buy it because I made it for me. It's a one of one. Like, when did you stop flexing on people? It's oh, right, my gosh. Like, no, <laughs> well,
0: actually, I didn't. Um, like, I had wanted to make i I started the brand because I had the idea of making something that I wanted to see, but I hadn't actually started making those pieces just for myself quite yet. um, so it was always my idea to launch it as a brand and have it be available um to people and I think well, two reasons: one reason is i've I've always felt like um, I've needed to be my own boss um just in my career (laughs) Um, so I've always wanted to just work for myself Um, also um, it's something that I've wanted to do for so long Um, and last year I just realized that I feel like I've just wasted just so much time where it felt like I've wasted so much time because I hadn't launched yet um, and I think sometime, um, sometimes I would think like, oh, maybe I need more training here, or maybe I need to do this first, or maybe. So instead of just like actually going for it and trying, and, and that's, and last year was kind of like the epiphany, like, no, I just need to go ahead and do it. So I started little by little, okay, think of a name. You know, just baby steps, little things like that, mm. um, and creating deadlines for myself so that I can make sure that I'm going to actually follow through and not and not just have it be something that I'm just thinking about or talking about, but actually bring it to life.
1: I I love that you talked about the, the, the hesitation and, and, and kind of like the self-doubt that you experienced. Mm-hmm. How long do you think that um, time between like your idea inception and you... Being like, you know what, um, if, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. What, how long do you think that time was? <laughs> what was ultimately, what was ultimately, um, I'm going to add to that. What was ultimately, like, what was the thing that clicked and, and, and made you say, you know what, Vicky, let, let's snap out of this girl. You got
0: this. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, I've been thinking about it for like 10 years, honestly, because, um, that's when I moved to New York in 2010 is when I first moved to New York. And, uh, like I was saying, my whole purpose for moving there was so that I could, uh, get a better understanding of the fashion industry. Um, like FIT helped a lot, um, not for sure if you're familiar, F- Fashion Institute of Technology. Um, so a lot of designers have gone there, and they have great resources, great faculty. Um, so it was like a top-notch fashion school. So, mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to, you know, just learn more, like about marketing, branding, just everything about the business side of fashion. And then I also did um, quite a few internships while I was there, while I was in school, um, and just did everything fashion, going in fashion week, doing everything. Um, So that's when it really started. Um, But then I would get wrapped up in different things. Um, So I started working for a retailer in product development out there. So um, I really enjoyed it. Um, But then I felt like I was getting, I was contributing to someone else's dream. Um, if yeah. that makes sense instead of my own, oh yeah, so, and I think that's easy to get wrapped up into you know once you get a job, you might be content where you are. Um, so quite a few years had passed, and I was like, no, okay. I'm not saving enough in New York. I told myself that, you know, this is why I was coming here. So I need to make a change. Mm -hmm. So that's when I moved to Houston. (laughs) But when I moved to Houston, I didn't start right away as well. So, of course, I got another job. So kind of got wrapped up in that. And then I realized, like, no, here you are again, getting wrapped up in something else. (laughs) Um, And um, that's when, and I wasn't really happy in my career as well, because that wasn't, um, that wasn't, one it wasn't the fashion industry so uh just because with being in houston they don't have the same type of scene as new york does when it comes to fashion brands so um it wasn't my industry um i wasn't i wasn't happy and that's when i was like this is not you know this is not why you came here you came here so that you could save money so you could start so that's kind of what triggered it is um i guess you could say that just not being happy with where i was and remembering why I had started this whole journey in the first
1: place. Man, I I love that that whole breakdown (laughs) about how you were... No, because it's like, that's a lot of people, man. They get stuck in in, in a job and they feel like... Mm Ah, I'm just going to do this a couple months and then I'm going I'm to yep, save up a little exactly money and I'm you say. hit yep. a lick. Yeah. You know, hit a lick and then I'm going to come up on them and then yeah. drop that mixed tape or whatever it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
0: it's true. We make yes. all these plans in our heads and then life happens pretty much. You get wrapped yeah, up and yeah. you may not necessarily forget about it. It's just that there's a lot going on and it, it really takes a lot of discipline. And I think working for yourself too is something that's difficult because you create your own schedule. Uh, So you have to create your own deadlines. You know, it's a lot more accountability than, you know, working for someone else. They tell you the deadlines, they, you know, tell you your projects, that kind of thing. So it's easy to also have hesitation there because it's not so black and white when you're trying to start your
1: own thing as well. Yeah. It's kind of, it's really a true test to see if you can work for yourself.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. to You know, if you can be a good employee as well as a good boss to yourself. Right. Like, you know, set restrictions and, and meet your own deadlines right. and, and follow through and not procrastinate on your ideas yeah. and, and launching and and just taking whatever you currently have access to and making something with that instead of being like, oh, just putting it in the future and be like, oh, when I get something like, no, 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 yeah, no, exactly. take what you have.
0: Exactly. Start with what you have.
1: Start with what you have. So um, you manufacture your clothing, all your clothing out of Nigeria, correct? Yes, correct. Is that like, correct? hmm Can you tell me how you pulled that off? Like, how did you <laughs> go about sourcing? Like, what is, what is, what's the story behind that? That uh, fascinates me.
0: Well, just with, um, you know, having my clothes made, uh, Nigerian tailors are very, very skilled. And they do a lot of things just by like eyeballing or they're, um, they've been taught by someone else or self-taught or whichever. So they're very skilled. Um, and I wanted to be able to support that. Um, you know, and I went, I went to Nigeria for a month earlier this year, um, and just took my sketches with me, um, found a tailor out there, started family with- out there. Um, Yes. Uh I have family and friends out there. Um, So one of my close friends actually moved there a couple years or yeah, it's been a few years now. So I stayed with her. Um, So just traveling back and forth, you know, to the market, getting the fabric um, working with the tailor um, going over the sketches. Um, And when I got back to the States, um, then I had uh, basically a liaison that helped me go or helped me with, you know, Getting my sketches and everything over there, um, so a lot of email, uh, video call, um, video calls, um, that kind of thing. And they're they're six hours ahead, actually, so it's a little rough sometimes. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, everything just done over the phone, WhatsApp, video, just a lot of that. But I mean, I think that's a testament as to how skilled they are that they can understand my sketches and be able to deliver from, you know, I another mean, you country.
1: You had <laughs> you had the awesome opportunity to be able to, like, go there in person mm-hmm. and, and talk to him and he can feed or she can feed off your energy and, you know, kind of get what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. How would somebody, say, like, in America that wants to maybe – outsource some clothing to nigeria like what could they do like is there a website they can go to or something because i i know everybody's you know they tell people to go to like to alibaba if you want to you know manufacture mm-hmm. clothes or something but some people don't want to you know manufacture out of china because simply they'll steal your designs like if yeah pop and pop and That's you know, true. They'll That's straight true. up just steal it you know they That's copy true. it you know so
0: well i'm actually fortunate somebody... to to work with a great production team. And my production team is through Oyato. So she's actually a designer herself. Um, And we met at FIT and she started um, a manufacturing company in Nigeria. So she helps me, you know, with you know costing out my garments and everything um and communicating to the tailor so that's who's helping me go back and that I'm going back and forth with so she also takes on other designers because she spent a lot of time researching um and trying to figure out how to make this happen and she wants other she doesn't want other designers to have to go through that whole extensive process she wants to be able to help you know She wants to be able to help them bring their designs to life as well. So um, she actually, I'm not sure if she has a separate website or anything for that, uh, but she is on Instagram and I know that she's accepting clients. So if anyone is looking to manufacture in Nigeria, then she would be a a really good resource. Uh,
1: Her information will definitely be in the show notes. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. So we work very closely uh, together that is that's that's awesome mm-hmm, honestly mm-hmm. um do you have any interns or how can someone become part of your movement and support i you? am
0: definitely accepting interns <laughs> if anyone <laughs> wants to help me out for sure um they can just email me honestly um i will i usually post something like when i am looking for additional help like whether it's for a um a photo shoot, or I know I was looking for interns when I um, did my show. Um, So I'll always like post something that I'm looking for interns. But if anyone is interested, they can email me at hello at joanatalea.com. And just let me know that they're interested and they want to learn more, you know, just get a better insight into the industry and, and working on a brand that I'm definitely accepting interns.
1: Okay, I love that. Are right, you got you guys hear that? Just hit her up. <laughs> <laughs> just hit her up. Yeah, Wait, just, just, just hit her up. I think
0: that's. Um, I feel like sometimes people think that they have to jump through hoops to get certain opportunities when it's really just as simple as reaching out. And I think some people get scared to do that. Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, all the, all the person can say is no. Right. You know, that's the worst that can happen. Yeah. And then you're you literally
1: start. <laughs> like,
0: you're in the same place yeah, that, you, same started, place that so you started. So, like, yeah. so just, you know, yeah. just reach out and and see. <laughs>
1: when do you um, when do you settle on an idea? and How do you make sure that it's on brand, like for your clothing um, and your designs?
0: Well, I just if I think of something, I just sketch it out. Um, and then, and in terms of it being on brand, I actually created like a brand guidelines, um, deck for my company. So, um, whether it's like, if I'm posting on social media or whatever it is, I have keywords, you know, that I might use verbiage, um, the aesthetic in terms of how I want the imagery to look, um, also, adjectives about who my customer is. Where does my customer like to eat? What books does my customer read? So that's what gives me a visual of my brand and who who I'm targeting. So when I'm sketching, I can see. Oh, is this a little too sporty? Like, is this really? Is this really her? Would she be wearing this? So that's how I can tie it back to um, to my brand and if it's aligned.
1: Wow. I love that. I really do. I love how, because uh, it feels like it, it's so authentic.
0: Yeah. I try. The <laughs> I try. I <laughs> try.
1: <laughs> so I was introduced to your brand at the uh, debut collection party. Um, what was that downtown Houston? Yes. And the collection was very, it was like, what was it, four pieces?
0: Yeah, it was five pieces.
1: Five pieces, uh-huh. very intimate. Very um, each story. You had a personal connection with each of the garments. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me how you were able to pull together your debut collection?
0: Um, in terms of just like the inspiration behind each
1: pieces, or yeah, pretty much. Like because each story had such a in depth story about like like or uh, I think if I'm remembering correctly, it was like the uh, the white uh, top. You told a story about um how you went you were traveling and you designed it Mm -hmm, in Louisiana, I think.
0: Um I was actually in I think it was in Ohio when I Ohio. Yeah. I want to say it was in Ohio.
1: Um I'm messing up the details. No, it's okay. But it was an intimate story and yeah. it felt like I was like reading a book. Well, I, I was like,
0: think that's because so deep. that's, that's really how each piece was created because, um, when I, when I sketch something out or I have an idea, I always attempt it. I try to attempt it myself first. So I'm not the best, like I can sketch and, mm-hmm you know, visualize it. But in terms of actually sewing it, I don't have the best sewing skills, (laughs) but I still try to, I still try to attempt it. So usually, um, I could be in maybe a certain headspace at that time, or maybe I'm traveling or whatever. So for for like that white top, I happened to be in Ohio. Um, And I used my mom's sewing machine because I didn't have my sewing, my sewing machine was here in Houston. Um, So there was, I was always kind of like in a different space or maybe was getting inspiration from a certain thing at that time, which led to me creating it. Um, So I actually had about, I actually had probably ten to twelve pieces sketched out. It's just those were my five that I wanted to launch first, um, and I felt like those were the pieces that I really had like the strongest connection to. Were they're kind of like the milestone pieces, I guess you could say.
1: Those pieces were gorgeous. Thank you, thank you. Everything about the show was just flames. Thank like, you. I, I still I remember it. it. Yeah, it felt like a moment. That's what what I was trying to create. I felt like a a star has arrived. (laughs) Star star
0: has arrived. I was trying. I mean, I wanted to try and create a different atmosphere. So I wanted people to feel like, I wanted people to feel the brand, not just see it.
1: How was the reception as far as Houston? How did they take it?
0: Um, I got a lot of really good feedback. Um, a lot of people said it was something they hadn't seen here in Houston before. So I was happy. I was happy to hear that because that's what I, I just kind of wanted to wanted people to see something new and kind of open up their minds a little bit. Um, so that was the goal. So it was nice to hear that, um, and people really loved the pieces. Um, and it's interesting because I think as a designer, you have certain feelings about, um, your pieces like, Oh, I think this might be my best seller or, you know, so it was mm. interesting to hear what, what pieces people were gravitating towards. Uh, so people really love like the mesh, um, sheer top. Um, so I heard a lot of good, uh, good feedback about that. And I was kind of, I like, that's one of my favorite pieces. Um, it's also one of the less, I guess you can say like less, bold out there kind of piece of the, of those five. So I was kind of surprised that I heard that quite often that people really love that one.
1: It's so weird with, um, fashion and merchandising like you, you the pieces you think are gonna oh, i'm not gonna be able to keep that <laughs> never goes <and> then <laughs> that's the pieces, true. you're like i can't i can't give this away <laughs> you, you're not gonna be able to keep yeah. like it, it's so weird yeah. you never you can't predict you what can. people like you, you can. really can't
0: that's why and you just so, have to create with what you feel because you you ultimately you can't really 100 percent nail it down like which one people might. There's no formula. Yeah, there's no, so just create what you yeah, want to like create. like little
1: things that can lean. Mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. no like set formula like, oh yeah, if I do this, this and that, it's like, I'm going to sell through a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's no, it's exactly. No it's no so a uh, question, you working for yourself, full-time fashion designer. How do you structure your day between being a designer and a business owner who's running like, a full-fledged e-commerce business.
0: Um that is <laughs> a good question <laughs> because you're you you have to be you have to be everything. So mm-hmm. um it's it's very challenging because um I have to wear like my creative hat like when I'm actually sketching and designing, picking out fabrics, um that kind of thing and then also like okay let me make sure my website is functioning properly, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, um, I utilize my planner. My planner is like, is my Bible pretty much my second Bible, <laughs> um, because I have to, I literally have to write down like, okay, from sometime depending on how much I have to get done, you know, sometimes it's okay. From 12 to one, it's working on this from two to five. I have to work on this, um, So it's really, you have to be really good at prioritizing and uh, managing time. Um, And then I understand that like the designing aspect of it is kind of a little bit more fluid. Whereas like if it's doing things like with social media marketing or maybe working on my website, that's more immediate, um, if that makes sense. Um, Because once you kind of get down those Once you get those things down, it kind of runs itself a little bit. Uh, Whereas with sketching, you're always creating something new. You're always putting something into development. So that's like an ongoing process, whereas the business side has more clear deadlines as to how you need to get things done. So I don't know. I hope that answers question
1: (laughs) it definitely did and it gave me like a sense of overwhelm and anxiety (laughs) that i know that you probably experience every day so i got i got like a little taste of it (laughs) yeah a little sampler little costco sample like definitely (laughs) yeah
0: and you have to also um one thing that i started doing a couple weeks ago is scheduling um scheduling time to do nothing too because it's very oh, wow. it's very easy to work from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. because there's always something to, there's always going to be something to do but if you're not in a good headspace or not well you can't run and do things that you need to do at a hundred percent so um, I try to make sure that I'm taking time to actually rest or take time to do something for myself, whether it's like read or whatever, you know, read for a couple of hours just to kind of break, take a mental break and then get back into it. Um, Or that, and depending on how I schedule that time, I might look at my week and say, okay, well, if I want to have a good three hours to just kind of chill and relax, then I know that This 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 needs to be knocked out by Wednesday or something like that, you know, so just being strategic about your time so that you're taking care of yourself, but you're also taking care of business.
1: Taking time to decompress and do nothing.
0: Yes. It's very it's I very definitely, important.
1: like, like when you said from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm pre- <laughs> definitely, done that before. I, I'm
0: totally, I feel definitely- attacked. <laughs> that has literally been my day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel attacked.
0: It's true, but I mean, <laughs> you, can't, you can't work yourself to death. And I think we get caught up in that narrative that, like, if you're not working yourself to death and you're not trying hard enough. But it's yeah. not, that's not sustainable. It's not.
1: Hustle culture is. Got people dropping like yeah.
0: Rides. You got to be careful. It
1: really does. You, gotta be you really do. You got to work smarter, not harder. Exactly. So.
0: Exactly.
1: You do it. You really, really do. Like people need to be more strategic in 2020. I want to see less hustling, more because <laughs> yeah, seriously, you know. Because yeah. so, what's next for you as a designer, as a brand, as a person? What what? what how are we going to the next level in 2020?
0: Um, the next it's
1: the last well, episode of the year.
0: Um. Yeah, what are we? What are we doing? Um. Keep growing for sure. So I'm working on new pieces um, and some new extensions um, to the brand. Um, and I also want to hopefully start menswear next year. Uh, what? Yes, I would like to start menswear. Um, you
1: have me looking like a Nigerian person. Ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you like if you like <laughs> but i definitely i like I, I, like I really and i really love menswear like i do and a lot of um actually my pieces are inspired by different um details in menswear so just like the tops that i have that have the really you know um long cuffs so just like little structured details like that that you can find in menswear um i really love it so I do want to start dabbling in menswear and hopefully I can launch um, a few pieces for you guys next year. Um, And just really um, leveling up in terms of, you know, connecting with people, um, trying to get a stronger connection with my audience as well through my uh, just imagery and storytelling, like my campaigns and videos or whatever it is that I might want to do. I want to make that a, a little bit stronger um, for next year. Um, yeah. Just keep growing, keep growing as a person and as a brand.
1: I, I seem like so self-driven, like it's just you, it's you versus you. That's what I it hear. I, I don't hear you chasing anybody. It, no, and I think that's, because
0: as soon as you start chasing someone else, you lose focus. So you can't.
1: You lose focus. Oh, yeah, so true. yeah,
0: you lose focus, um, and I know that. Um, I know that I have a have a purpose, so I want to chase that purpose. Um, and I know that if I, as long as I'm chasing my own my own purpose or focusing on my own purpose, then I don't have to worry about where I'll be ten years down the line. Because I feel like authenticity. Um, leads to success is one of the things that leads, you know, that leads to success. So I don't have to chase anybody. Everyone has their own thing that they're good at. Everyone has things they're not good at. So there's no point in trying to ch- you know, chase anybody else. Um, I've heard the saying before is uh, venture to impress yourself. So that's what I try to do is I want to impress myself. I don't, I don't want to try and catch anybody else. It doesn't, it's,
1: it's, I've never <laughs> heard that before. I love that. I am yeah. I'm floored by that. I've never heard Yeah, that I though. actually
0: heard it um Amanda Seals and she said it in one of her podcasts. Um oh. and I I thought about it was like, oh that's that's a very good like mantra, you know, to live by is just venture to impress yourself because you're challenging yourself. You want to see yourself grow. There's just there's really no point in trying to to focus on other people because then you're giving less energy to your own things.
1: Mm. <laughs> Look at oh, just him. So deep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so I like to I like to end all the episodes um <clears throat> by doing like a word association game. Oh, okay. Where like I I say a word and you kind of just like um say the first thing that kinda comes to you. yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy Okay That's usually the reaction It's usually
0: uh, Yikes Okay Let's see I'm trying not to <laughs> embarrass myself here Yeah Yeah I
1: mean come on you, you, Come on you, You're good You got this You got I this Alright so The first <laughs> The first word is uh, Perfection
0: Are there any skips? <laughs> <laughs> okay no i'll be serious okay hold on hold on now i gotta get a different word because i'm thinking too hard <laughs>
1: yeah. uh just whatever comes in your head like perfection? don't overthink it
0: yeah <sighs> um and it has to be one word see i'm too analytical for this no game. <laughs> it doesn't have
1: to be it doesn't have to be one word <laughs> it just has to be whatever comes to your head okay perfection
0: <laughs> not possible
1: not possible okay what do you think of the word uh turbulence triumph triumph ambition
0: necessity
1: it's a necessity okay uh credibility important ideas
0: This is a very really difficult game. <laughs> uh, it doesn't
1: have to be one word.
0: Ideas. Um
1: what does daydreaming.
0: That
1: make daydreaming. All right. Optimism. Pessimism. <laughs> All right, and the last word is expression. What does that make you think of?
0: Um, uh, freedom. Freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, I love that freedom. Yeah, you express yourself through. Yeah,
0: well, I feel like expression uh, when you're able to um, express yourself, it's it's free um, because you're not withholding anything, you're not hiding anything, uh, you're kind of giving out exactly how you feel. So I think there's freedom in doing that.
1: All right. Um, How can the people find you?
0: Um, I am on Instagram, mainly Instagram. Um, So it's at Joan Atelier. And then there's a period between um, so J period. Um, o, period, A, period, N, period, Atelier. Um, and then uh, my website is just Um I am also on Facebook. Under- how do
1: they spell Atelier? Oh,
0: sorry. It's A T E L I E R. All
1: yeah. right. And uh, how can they catch up with you as well? Uh,
0: personally, I, my personal page is at Vita Lovegood. So that's V I T A. L o v e g o o d.
1: All right, so uh, make sure you guys go by the website and um, pick up a couple pieces because yeah. they are running a and
0: we're holiday running out, sale so you gotta hurry. Yeah,
1: so all of it's uh, limited collection. It's super bespoke. It's great pieces. Um, I don't, I, I can't say enough. Nice <laughs> you.
0: Thank you so much. I really can't. Thank you. I, I really, really, really appreciate and, the support. Uh,
1: yeah. Thank you so much for your time and Thank
0: you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Off Stage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.